keeping up with the Joneses was always used as an expression about consumerism, upgrading the washing machine or getting a fancier car, holidaying on the Costa del Sol. If ever my Essex childhood was ever in any doubt, I think this is proof positive that that's a real thing. But at some point, it seems that parenting has fallen into this way of thinking, peering over the fence to compare grades or revision effort. But that's not what it's about, is it? Hello, and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan, the founder of The Study Buddy, and your host. In this, our third season of the podcast, we're chatting with parents, students, and teachers to hear how things are going. Specifically, we're interested in the highs and lows the trials and tribulations in the run-up to exams in 2022. We'll be covering everything from trouble getting going to burning the candle at both ends, from students who are overzealous and anxious to those who are underperforming yet still nonchalant. Through these shared real-world experiences, I hope that you'll take some comfort that you're not alone. Perhaps more importantly, I hope that you'll take away some insights and advice that will help you to support your own team so that they'll not just survive the exams, but thrive in the preparation. So if you're a parent, a carer or a teacher, be sure to subscribe. This week, I'm joined by mum of two, Zoe. William, her eldest, is in the first year of sick form, while Izzy is preparing for her GCSEs in this coming summer. Zoe, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Let's start with um, just asking how things are going over in your house. Well, since the lockdown, it's, um, there were elements of lockdown that I really enjoyed, elements that I absolutely hated. We were fortunate enough to stay healthy through all of, all of the lockdown. Life is really good, actually. William has left school and started in the sick form and absolutely loving it. The freedom, new friendship groups... The free periods. <laughs> He's absolutely loving it. Izzy, she's just about to sit her GCSEs. They have had so many tests and exams, and she's exhausted and really ready to to move on. She's been at that school since two and a half, and she's just really ready to to get these GCSEs over and done with, and and move on to bigger and better things, hopefully. <laughs> so is that different to how William was then approaching his GCSEs? Obviously, last year he didn't have exams. That's not true, I'm sure. He didn't have a final exam. But do you think that Izzy's sort of more worn out by the approach to these exams than, than he was last year? I think William is such a laid-back character. The number of exams are probably and tests are probably the same, although lots of William's ones were done at home he won't like me for saying this, but he probably put in the absolute bare minimum and did very well. And Izzy is putting in absolutely everything. And hopefully, fingers crossed, will do equally as well. You know, all I, all I can ask for is that they try their hardest. In the reports, we get a predicted grade and then their effort. And Izzy always gets the top grade for effort. So what more can a mummy ask for? Absolutely. We had exactly the same without him. So Jake did his GCSEs, would very happily just coast through. And then Emily was always needed to work a little bit harder and has been sort of happy to do that. So interesting, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to play to gender stereotypes, but they are stereotypes for a reason. Yes. <laughs> Izzy's very organised. Her room's very tidy. Her whiteboard is all colour coordinated. Highlighters, the desk is just immaculate. William's room is a disgrace. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> but 
that's just how how he is. His grades, his results so far are are really good. So it's just a different way of working and dealing with the the stress of it all. And so now that William's um, obviously doing his A levels, has his approach changed any, or is he still as let's go with chaotic as he was with GCSE? Probably more chaotic because I'm not on his. You know, I'm not on his on his back. And when at school we had so much communication with teachers, William had been there since he was two and a half. I know so many of the teachers really well. They are amazing, amazing bunch of of, um, of teachers. I don't know what you call a bunch of teachers. Amazing people, really lovely. And so I would communicate with them on the phone or text or email. Whereas at college, I I've never met any of his tutors. I've never, I've never been in. I don't hear anything back. Um, so I'm hoping that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, one complaint when he was studying at home, he was in his dressing gown. And um, we had a, a complaint from the school that he had to get dressed for his lessons. So how have you adapted to that change then? Because I mean, that's quite a big thing, isn't it? Because if, the, if your child stays at the school, so if William stayed at the school that he was at um, since he was um, a wee baby, then you'd presumably have still stayed in contact with the teachers because that channel's there. Because as you say, something entirely new, like a sixth form college, that can be quite, um, not wearing, that can, that can have quite an impact on us, can't it? Because actually it's a whole new role that we've got to adapt to. Yeah, uh, the, William has suddenly grown up. He's driving, he's, I think that his particular friendship group, they are all really, really dedicated or wish to get to university they all want to go to Exeter to play rugby that <laughs> is the number one priority for William and his friends mm. I had something very similar apart from mine wasn't rugby <laughs> <laughs> the beer and women just the beer obviously just the beer clean living kind of chat. <laughs> um, yeah so it is it is very different in a way it's it's quite nice he's turning into a young man I miss seeing all of his friends they used to always pop home at lunchtime or after school but we're a little bit further away from the college so we don't have as many people just popping in to hit the snacks drawer but um yeah I think partly that's from from our point of view again we had similar with our elders that the moment that the apron strings are cut whether it's because they've got a bit more independence in the college or have moved out to go to university actually they do really find their own feet and sort of as you say develop into very nearly fully fledged humans Yes, I think, well, William has a long way to go. He would walk out of the house with bare feet and forget to put his shoes on. I was going to say the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, but that seems particularly apt if he's not got his shoes on. He'll feel every single one of those. Yes. Um, Izzy is very organised and she organises her brother. It gets him into, into line, which is great. She even tidies his room for him, which... Wow. I believe that, but um, yeah, she's a good... I think you could probably hire her out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Make a fortune, yes. <laughs> I think there might be something slightly wrong about that, but... There very, very definitely is. So, uh, so thinking about, um, quickly, thinking about Izzy's approach to her studies and that, and that difference, um, has that organisation always been something that's been, been with her? Do, and I wonder whether it's related to the effort that she puts in. I think, yes, she has always been very studious, very, a very good girl unlike her mother. I don't think my mum would ever have described me as a good girl, but always worked really, really hard, always taking great pride in her 
exercise books, even her appearance going to school, you know, that the uniform has to be absolutely immaculate and the tie has to be done properly. William would just walk out the door with, you know, the tie wouldn't even be done up, his shirt would be hanging out, probably a pair of dirty pants stuck in the bottom of his trousers, you know, that sort of thing. So, yes, I would say she always has been very organised, very neat. Yeah. And does that tie in with sort of a level of aspiration for herself? Did she set herself targets about what it is that she wants to get? Are they, are they high? Are they achievable? How do you feel about it? Um, that's interesting. I think that William has very high aspirations and very clear aspirations of, of, of a career path and what he wants to do in his, in his life. I remember we went to London he was he must have been about 12 or 13 and we were coming back on the train and he said so mum how do I earn enough money to to get a fast car we'd seen lots of fast cars all over the place and an awful lot of wealth we'd been to Selfridges and there were just people spending money willy-nilly and it, I could see it was just going through his brain of yeah I, I kind of want this fancy lifestyle what do I need to do so he he wants to go into he wants to go into the city he wants to go into some sort of or law but his uncle's saying don't go into law his other uncle's saying don't go into banking which uncle works in which profession is the banker saying don't go into banking or is it the lawyer saying not going to banking the lawyer saying don't go into law <laughs> as a law student who has worked in banking i think that they might both be right or wrong i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> and is he She's very much more creative. I think that she wants to go into something in retail, probably, but she hasn't got experience yet to know exactly which area she wants to go into. She's really, really keen on photography. So she has an area that she knows, a direction that she knows she wants to go into, which she's naturally very good at. William Maths just comes very easily to him. I think he's just going to, I'm not allowed to say the words, but his way through life. But maybe I'm being unfair. He does promise me that he's working hard. He's trying hard, so. Well, that must be okay then. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking then about Izzy, um, I mean, it's so interesting, isn't it, that two children can be so very different in every way. And again, I just echo that with, with sort of my experience from having a, a boy and a girl, and that they were very different. And actually, Jake had the same thing. The similar age, I guess. We talked to him, what do you want to be when you grow up? In sort of that normal parenting style, lulling the conversation. Let's um, let's turn to something awkward and uncomfortable. And he just Googled, I think, highest paid jobs and then said, I, I want to be that one. And if I can't be that one, I'll be number two. <laughs> it was it was absolutely all about that sort of state. I mean, it's and it does change and it evolves over time. But I think with Izzy and with the, the children who've had uh, interruptions through COVID over the last couple of years, it is much more difficult, I think, to get a handle on it because they don't have that work experience either. And, and you, you mentioned that, about Izzy probably being interested in something more creative, maybe a bit retail. Do you think that that's hindered her ability to focus on what the future might hold for her? The fact that she's, she's not either been able to get a part-time job or, um, as I say, the, the school's work experience weeks would have been cancelled in, in her year 10. Oh, she's worked for me with the business um, and loved that and all through lockdown she was a brilliant help with everything everything for the business and just helping out in the house and the garden Mm. I think they've missed out on so much they've missed out on parties on traveling and they did a lot on on zoom together and on snapchat thank goodness for for all of these devices that they could keep in contact 
with their friends. Will played a lot of Xbox and communicated that way. Um, there was an awful lot of screaming and shouting coming from his room. And even silly things, well, not silly things, but TikTok and doing all of those and sending their little, whatever they're called, films and dances to each other. So yeah, definitely, definitely COVID's had a huge negative effect on, on their schooling and their life, their life experiences. Mm. But great that, that Izzy had that by being able to help you with what you do. So you run your own business. Then. Yes, I work from home. I've been running my business for over 10 years, I think now. And I have people that create ranges for my little business. So Izzy's been involved in the design process for that and the costing and the pricing, dealing with customers and actually packing and, and shipping the, the products as well. And, and yeah, she's great. She's so organised. I've also had, when lockdown was lifted, I've also had her friends just before Christmas. We were so busy. I had her friends over and there was just this little production line going on. It's, they're so good. We're paying that in a positive way, but I'm, I'm thinking sweat hats. I'm, I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> you know, I get Pizza Express for lunch and the deep- <laughs> it's £8.50 an hour. So um- Actually, I'm in. <laughs> So do you think having access to that kind of experience sort of encourages that level of creativity within Izzy? And, and would she think about starting up her own business? Yeah, I think I think definitely. I think I did uh, fashion and textiles with art history and I absolutely loved art. And then I went into buying for the fashion industry. I had an amazing career. I loved what I did. I love what I do now. Izzy's worked at lots of shows with me, been to lots of trade fairs, and she mm. loves that interaction with customers. She loves taking the money. There's, there's so much w- within that field, you know, photography, styling, merchandising. There's just so much. So hopefully she's going to do photography, textiles and business studies at the sick form. So hopefully that will give her a nice little grounding and then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I'm really interested in how... So that her kids can find out what it is that they want to do next. Because when I was at school, I mean, it was all, well, I was going to say paper-based, but chalk and slate tablets. But you just fill in these like daft questions. And I think if you mentioned I like being outdoors, you'd be a landscape gardener. Um, you'd go with children, you'd be a teacher. So, I mean, there was just not the range and breadth of jobs that there were in the world. But finding out about it now and sort of being able to pursue that interest, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Because it makes such a big difference, I think, to their their motivation. And if Izzy's already got the, sort of that good grounding through organisation and discipline, having something to aim for can then really help to turn the, turn the dial. Yes, I think that I was just saying to, to Will and his friends on Saturday night, when I was 15, I went to Newcastle to visit my brother. And I went shopping in the, in the, in the day and coming from a very small village it was just amazing to be in a big big city and then I went to watch my brother play rugby and that night I went out with my brother and we went to a pub and apart from the barmaid I was the only girl in there I was really really scared because I was only 15 and I thought I wasn't going to get in and then all of these rugby players kept buying me drinks I didn't actually drink then you won't won't believe that so I just kept passing them around to everybody else and I thought wow this is what university life's like and I came home and I studied so hard (laughs) that's what I thought it's all about and I think that that's what William thinks it's all about as well he will have a shot to his system (laughs) 
when I was thinking about motivation as being the driver, I wasn't thinking of pubs full of rugby men. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> However. <laughs> yes, that was my motivation. Yes. Um, and the shopping. Yes. In Newcastle. Yes. Absolutely. Not forgetting the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Two very important factors. So as we're coming up to the, well, I guess what is for many going to be the, the final stretch and thinking about the exams that are going to take place in the summer, depending on what subjects you're taking there may only actually be even a handful of weeks away, a couple of weeks away how does Izzy feel about the impending exams is it starting to ramp up the amount of work that she puts in I think one minute she's, she's really really excited because she knows it's all over it's going to be all over and there'll be subjects that she'll never have to touch again and then on the flip side she is you know she's she's quite anxious and i can see i can see the stress starting to build up for her but she swims which is a great way of um great exercise and way of just shutting off and gets herself absolutely exhausted so she she does sleep sleep well she's cut back dramatically on that just so that she can do her her studies she's really ready for the easter holidays <laughs> And so striking that balance is important, isn't it? So Izzy does her um, her swimming, which is more than just an exercise. Is she, is she competitive with it? She's not competing anymore. Okay. With lockdown, that was when I started this conversation, I said there were some elements of lockdown I absolutely loved. So I didn't have to get up at 4.30 every morning to take me swimming. <laughs> Rugby was, you know, there, was, there were no sports. So I quite enjoyed having some sleep. <laughs> and putting the taxi sign away. Yes, yes. Um, out again now um yes so she she's moved from competitive swimming to the masters team so it's just swimming for for fun okay. she's not competing anymore which is which is great i do not miss those swimming pools and the noise and the heat and so what else does she does she bring in other sort of social elements into her day as well i'm thinking obviously about balance and and sort of not over focusing on the work She's got a really wonderful group and they're all prefects. So prefects get um, special privileges and they're allowed out at lunchtime. So they sometimes they come here and they sit in the garden. And I, I just love that, just having a house full of kids. Sometimes they go to hilly fields and just sit in the sunshine and have their, their lunch. So I think having a really close friendship group and, as I've mentioned before, the teaching staff at her school are unbelievable. They are kind and caring and I think being in the final year they are they're not as strict but also the girls are really very well behaved and I don't think they cause their teachers too many problems so I think that 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 helps she enjoys cooking she enjoys baking she she loves going shopping as well so at the weekends she'll often come and see her brother playing rugby and there's often a house full of boys here so she likes to boss them all around and get them organized there's a balance and and I think that's really really important and after a big stretch of exams we always have something to look forward to if it's going out for for dinner with friends or having a pizza night at home something to to focus on and um and look forward to so how do you find how do you find your role in all of this and because obviously having your own businesses is stressful huge demands on your time I'm sure do you find that you have an active role or is Izzy fairly self-sufficient in, in her revision and, and what it is that she's doing? She is, she's very self-sufficient, always has her, her mock timetables on. She's now got her exam timetables and she's set out when she's going to advise, what night and how long she's going, she's going to do that for. I think 
I just try to keep everything quite calm at home, cooking, making sure that she's well fed, that the house is, and it's stupid things like clutter. And I think if, it, if you're in a calm environment, everything is going to be calmer. So 4.30, I stop work and I then spend my evening with the kids. And then I'll maybe pick up again about eight o'clock when, it's, when, you, when the meal's been done. And then I start again early before they are up in the morning. So I work around. That's the beauty of, of working from home. The downsides are it's, it's lonely and the house is full of stock. So we've got the Easter holidays coming up and um, we've got some fun things planned with the family so that it's not all stress and revision. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not, it doesn't seem to be getting any less because you'd, you'd hope that's guessed by, well, I certainly hope, that when, the, when you knew that the exams would be going ahead or you could feel a degree of certainty that actually that might have eased off some of the pressure at school. But of course, having had interrupted schooling for the last couple of years I think there's been a lot more of a march uh, towards the end and because Covid cases are still rising I think in in some areas certainly in pockets there's always this underlying thing of like what if they just turned around and cancelled them which I don't think helps the kids at all when they're sort of when you really want them just to focus on one thing and sort of really hone in on that bit if if there's lots of other distractions going on it can get um, it can get quite noisy in there Yes, I think there's no talk about their exams not going ahead. So she's she's just got to put her head down and crack on with it, really. And she's very, very fortunate that she has, you know, a brilliant school, brilliant teachers, a nice home, a nice warm home, home cooked meals. You know, there's some children that just, Izzy's got a device to, when she had COVID, she still did when she was well enough, she still did her lessons online. And you know, some parents haven't been able to, to be at home to, to help their, their children. They've had to go out. It's, it's, been, it's been a very, very strange time, particularly for the children, as, you, as you've said. But also, I mean, it's, it's exciting in a way, and I use that with a very, very lowercase e, because as you said, Izzy, I mean, she's looking forward to getting this out of the way so that she can then move on with the next phase. And having... A levels to look forward to, or whatever else it is that students uh, can move on to, can be an exciting. Well, it's a new opportunity, isn't it? A new chance to start again. I think Izzy's seen her brother moving to the sixth form. It's huge. It's absolutely ginormous. It's right in the centre of town. They have uh, free periods, so they can go to the coffee shop, go out for lunch. They can go and sit in the park. They meet so many new friends um, from all the different surrounding schools I think being being treated like a a young adult and not wearing a uniform I think it will really suit her hopefully she'll really enjoy the subjects and do well as a general rule these episodes tend to focus on helping to improve something or or fixing something I'm not apologising for that because as a parent of a team, Lord knows I can do with a helping hand from time to time. But what I absolutely loved about chatting with Zoe is that actually here's someone with a perfectly normal family life chatting about perfectly normal things. That's not to say that she doesn't have the same concerns that we share or even a, a lack of purpose for her kids. But there was a genuine feeling here that this was about much more than just revising for exams. 
And also, I think it just seemed to be that her life has a distinct lack of drama, which I think so many of us would envy at this run-up to the exams. And I think it's really useful to be reminded of that. I mean, we know, of course, that parenting isn't some hectic scramble to get our children to win at something. But some of us, I know, can feel like it's our responsibility to propel them. And it seems that often that's what other parents are doing, which is why we think, I I believe, that we need to do something similar. Now, that's not to say that a great number of our own little angels won't need a nudge, a prod, or maybe even a bloody good shove every now and again. But we can and should feel assured that they will find their own way. And we should also remember that parenting isn't a competitive sport. Besides, this is only one part of our young people's journey to becoming a fully-fledged, card-carrying adult, and we shouldn't forget to make the most of the rest of it. I'm definitely going to be taking a cue from Zoe as we approach this final furlong to exams. Yes, revision needs to be done. And yes, there are definitely things that we can and should be doing to support our teams, but not at the expense of enjoying a bit of time with them too. My thanks to Zoe for chatting with me and, of course, to you for listening. If you'd like to be on a future episode and share how things are going or perhaps just talk about something that's playing on your mind, please do drop me an email. The address is hello at thestudybuddy.com. And if you're looking for ways to support your own young person to fulfil their potential in revision without the drama, then why not head over to the Study Buddy website? There you'll find a whole host of information about our innovative time management and study organising approach. And you'll also find a blog that's packed full of useful articles, hints and tips. To find out more, why not make a beeline for thestudybuddy.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found it useful. If you did, I wonder if you'd mind leaving us a review and, if it's not too much to ask, a five-star rating. It all really does help us to reach other parents who, just like the rest of us, are looking to make some sense of it all in the run-up to exams. Of course, please don't forget to share the link to this and other episodes on your social media weapon of choice. It's all greatly appreciated. There'll be another episode next week, so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Study Sessions podcast. 